long time. I just would stick to the people I knew. You know what I mean? Like in land, like in, I, I'm from like the Landover area. So just like a few people that I knew would. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, then I would share online and stuff like that with people. But um, just recently, I've been really connecting with the DMV artists a lot more and uh, more globally just over this past year. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to trying to touch base with as many places as I can reach. What, what part of Landover are you from? I'm on, I was on um, Palm Park, Palm Park. Okay. I'm right here yeah, in I, 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I pretty much grew up around there for like, I, I was there for like seven years and I moved to Baltimore for like seven years and I'm born in New York. So I got like a little diverse uh, culture. You know, I lived in Texas, uh, Georgia. So I, I got like some diversity when it comes to me, which I think, you know, makes me, it could make me like a unique artist because I got a lot of culture that I was influenced by. That's dope. I was about to say, you said Georgia, Texas, New York, and Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the South. Um, yeah. That's the Midwest, technically, and it's Northeast slash Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I guess you just got to uh, get out to uh, Cali for a few years and then, you know, yeah. you can ride. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I actually work with um, an artist out there kind of frequently. Her name is Barcelona. But I mean, I know a few people that's out Cali and stuff. So it's, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. I like their style, though. They got, they got some good, some good style. Okay. Well, I got uh, eclectic taste when it comes to music. Like, I can be chilling, listening to like some J. Cole or something, and then you know, my playlist to pick up like some Stevie Wonder or some Shaka Khan or something. Or I might switch right. up and go to Godsmack. You know, it all depends on, you know, what, what what's on there and how I'm feeling, you know? Pretty much. I got you on that one. Right. So, like, uh, me, like me, I'm I'm also very different in that way. If you ever listen to my music, I definitely got like uh, different uh, genres that I'm in. I can go from um, house music, pop, R&B, uh, dub, ba uh, dub and bass, or bass and uh, bass and drum, uh, dubstep, EDM. I didn't hit all of them. Hip hop, real hip hop, <laughs> trap, yeah. rap. You know, what I'm saying freestyle. Uh, I then did uh, just recently battle, battle rapping. Yeah. So, so I'm like hit, trying to touch them all if I can. So I, I was going to uh, say that you know that's something a lot of people don't have. They don't have the versatility that a lot of artists I believe should have because they don't cross over. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're good at something, you know, do it to your best, you know, but the, the being able to switch it up is kind of what separates you from, you know, how I define uh, hip hop is there's, there's entertainers, there's rappers, and then there's lyricists in my opinion, yeah. you know, you know, somebody like, um, not to not to sound shady or anything, but like Little Weezy Vert, I would call him an entertainer. Right. I would call, right. I would call Young Jeezy a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I would call Biggie a lyricist. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm understanding. Uh, for me, I call myself Clever Thoughts a lyricist. Uh, I figured, I figured, uh, I think I'm a little past a rapper only because I actually love using my vocabulary mm -hmm. when i when i'm talking my shit 
So I try to use all the words like a little walking dictionary if I <laughs> when it comes down to to make a music. I try to because that's how I, how I got my my um, skills is I read a dictionary that's the source. You know what I'm saying? That's it's stepped up my vocab. Being from New York, that's just the culture. Um, you know, out there. I mean, but, that's but uh, in Maryland, but in Maryland, I'm gonna be honest. That's where I really sat on the block when niggas was freestyling. <laughs> so, you know, that's where I got my uh, the creme the creme de la creme. You know what I mean? The words with some real art, with some real lyricists or lyrical people. Okay. Well, and it I helped, w- like elevate storytelling for me. Should I say? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, um, are those people still? Uh, are are they in the industry or? Oh, these are just people. No, they just—they were just like people I grew up with. So you know, people I grew up with, and uh, just rapping on a little uh, mic, the little recorder. You know, yeah. just rapping on the recording, and I started uh, opening up my doors to to people that was outside on the block and just recording the shit. So, okay, humble beginnings. Yeah, exactly. I just like I was I started writing recording is we all just was in there just bunched up in there just uh, rapping on it so I learned how to engineer that's how I learned how to do a little bit of engineering okay so your your resume is packed <laughs> yeah pretty much I've, I've been I've been working I do everything self-sufficiently for the most part but you know I I know that in order to grow you got to touch base you got to talk to people and stuff so that's where I'm at right now learning how to talk and communicate with everybody let them know my journey how we can help one another elevate to the next level that's what's up so uh you you watched a couple of the videos did you you get a chance to check out any of the interviews i posted yeah that's why i was like telling you that i didn't really see any visuals uh mm-hmm. so that's why i was like okay so they didn't have no visual that's why i asked that i was like okay so that so just no um no real visual but it's okay you know that's cool yeah, so, I, uh, you got like Spotify and stuff, so you're gonna be on like Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got them. Okay. I'm posting them on that YouTube, and I'm just started to upload them on Facebook as well. So I'll have the the full episodes or the full interviews um, on Facebook Watch, so you can watch them with the the videos and everything. So, um, okay. so you gotta have a feel of how you know the show is gonna go. A little bit, not 100%. You can kind of fill me in, you know, if you feel like I should know something prior to us getting on live. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so basically, uh, you know, when I'm interviewing my guests, I, I don't want them to feel like they have to come up with, like, the perfect answer or anything. I wanted to, you know, be free-flowing like a regular conversation, you know? Right. Okay. So, you know, I'm interviewing you, but at the same time, we're just talking. So I don't want anybody to be like, you know, what what would be the best answer for that question or whatever the case may be. I, I'm just, I always tell people to be themselves, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to introduce you and then I'll get started from there. All right. That's it. All right. So. Oh, yeah, if you do have, like, uh, your phone or anything nearby, could you put it on vibrate? Yeah, I got you. All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Land of a Legend, aka Big T, and this is another episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Um, I'm in the presence of greatness today. Uh, my next guest is a New York native by way of uh, Palmer Park, Maryland. Uh, she's a dope MC, a lyricist, a songwriter, and she's ready to battle any musician who wants it in the versus battle. So if you want that smoke, come holler at her. My next guest, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Clever Thoughts. Hey. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> What's going on, Clever Thoughts, baby? What's happening? Hey, so uh, won't you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it. Um, I'm Clever Thoughts, the lyricist. I am specifically a songwriter, a global, um, a global songwriter and hip-hop vocalist. I work with artists around the world. My goal is to basically help um, artists to elevate their song if they can. Um, if they have some issues like with songwriting or just uh, li- delivery. So I try to do a little bit of mentoring and guidance on how the song should deliver. Assist with a little bit of marketing while I'm doing that. Um, that that's ultimately me in the package right there. Because I want to work with it. Um, any and everybody when it comes down to music. So how long have you been assisting? I work with uh, producers. How long have you been uh, assisting musicians? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I said, how long have you been well, assisting? I mean, I work with people. Go ahead. About 15, I would say about, well, seriously, about four years now. About four years. But I mean, the last year I've uh, picked up business a lot. I did about 180 features, I believe. So I've, I've been working with a lot of artists over the last year around the world. 180 features. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And yep, including my own projects. I didn't even include those. Okay. So give me background on the name Clever Thoughts. Where did that come from? Well, um, well, Clever, well I used to, when I was growing up, I used to go by uh, Miss Clever. So um, Clever, of course, if y'all know Erica Badu, she the one that came up uh, with Clever originally on her song. When I was a teenager, I would listen to um, Erica Badu and Jill Scott. You know, they pretty much were the mother were mothers to to youngins like me. You know, when I was a teenager, I didn't really have a whole bunch of guidance. I was the oldest, so I would uh, basically pop in those sounds, and they would help to create kind of like a little guidance. And when I heard that song, Clever, you know, she's clever when she busts around. When she said that, I was like, hmm, I like that. So I like I, I kind of went with that. So and um, Cle- Miss Clever kind of dropped off because everybody was either Miss or Little or something like that. So I like you know I I dropped that part and I just put thoughts um, after one of the greatest uh, male lyricists, Black Thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had um, he definitely had one of the the best lyrical presences of all time you know he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper and if i was to be a, a female rapper i would want to be one of the best you know what i mean that's what i'm what I, what i would want to aim for but you know i felt like black thought i i, I would like plural because i have a lot of things in my mind a lot of things i be thinking about so clever thoughts that's dope so yeah. uh you you said that uh you like uh greatness and you know you want to emulate somebody like that so uh i'm assuming that would you consider that era where he was i want to say he was the strongest but he still is one of the best lyricists that i know personally that sits in top uh, a top 10 of mine's uh Mm -hmm. music would you say the early 90s 
Oh yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't I got to give the credit where it's due. The early, like I would say, eighties, nineties, those that's where the golden hip hop was. It's it's the it's it's where people were molded and influenced the most. You know, down from LL Cool J. I think LL Cool J was my my top uh influencer in the beginning, just because he had not not so much as far as lyricism, but just the swag of of how he came in and he was able to you know kind of like hypnotize his audience with his just swagger talking real confident you know what i mean so it's, it's the confidence too so when you when i look listen to artists i try to listen to what brings together the full package of what people like to hear you want to hear that confidence that braggadocious i'm the best you know but do it in such a precise manner where people listen to you they are automatically like wow you know what i mean and that you know, it's, it's very hard go to go back. <laughs> okay. So when did your fondness for music inspire you to start uh, you know, writing and um rapping? Um back when I was um around 13, I would say my uncle, he is a musician himself. I don't have a lot of musicians in my family, but he's one person that influenced me to start uh, just getting involved with instruments. I did the piano and he would uh, play the bass guitar. So he kind of, my dad taught me the piano growing up and I just fell in love with like instruments and things like that. Then, um, you know, the jazzy instruments he would put together, I started writing uh, right around that um, time, around 13. And, um, you know, around 15, I started recording myself. So it started, it came together. It was trash, don't get me wrong, but it was the beginning. <laughs> So, you know, it's the beginning of something good. It's like, okay, I got the power to to turn myself on or off, the recording quality. And a lot of my stuff's still up online on that piff, you know, but it was trash, but the lyrics were there. And I could see that if I had understood a little bit better about how to mix and master it at that point, I would have been, you know, some, some, some good stuff. But. Okay. So at that age, um, were you like uh, getting into any competitions or shows talent shows anything like that and showing off your skills nah i wasn't doing that i was uh just in the i was on the block just recording other people and um recording myself i would literally sit there and just record all day and all like all day and all night i lost like two or three computers with all music in it um it, it sucks i used to like make beats and stuff back then too so you know i i wasn't the best so i had to let that go <laughs> 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 It wasn't for me, but I mean, nonetheless, I think instruments, like I said, it it, it was rock with me. But um, overall, though, I think music, it just came, you know, came to me naturally as far as me trying to uh, like write rhymes and things like that and, and rock with people on a block. So. OK, so you can uh, kind of say that they was like your first set of fans when you started, you know, spitting rhymes and everything like that. So. um what was like your first performance? I, I guess say. Yeah, my well, I was over there with one of my friends, Shavaya. He's actually the person that taught me how to engineer. He uh, brought me uh, on stage. He recorded one of my songs for me. It's uh, called "Bottom of the Map" or something like that. And um, I and I ended up just rapping that. I was on a stage. I think if you ever heard of Chapalaka back then, she used to have uh, a, a group she was a part of. And I, I performed on um, with them, not with them, but like on the same uh, stage with them. And it was kind of cool, but I think I was really shy. My confidence, I had to do a little bit of grooming uh, for my for my confidence wise. But other than that, I would perform like 
um, all over like Baltimore, like in karaoke's and different just bars. I would just pick up a mic and like when they had the words on the karaoke, I would just disregard those words and straight freestyle and just rock the whole crowd like everybody be drunk. And I just be like, I'm like, put on that, put on Lauren Hill, one of those Fuji tracks. And I just like straight just just rock rock the mic in the crowd. I'm I was never like the type of person that like I need a big audience to go out and and on stage in order to get people. I rap right where I'm at. And you know, I go outside on the block and just start just start rapping and people will start gathering, you know, little crowds and stuff like that. So wherever I wherever I, I roam, that's where my performance was at. <laughs> oh okay. So you developed your uh your craft from essentially getting over your initial stage fright and then going out and doing, you know, little small karaoke bars or whatever. And then next thing you know, um, you know, you you got Clever Thoughts name being rung throughout the streets and things like that. Like how how was that? How what what did what went through your mind when people started talking about you and, and asking for you? Well, I mean ultimately I'm I'm not like uh I'm I'm not gonna say that people would ask for me but I would say online would probably be the biggest presence that I have like a lot of people they rock with me all around the world so like even in my like when I was growing up in like Baltimore area I would work with people that's out there too so they would come by like I oh no matter where I went I always had like a studio or a little setup where people would come record so you know it's more more for me that's what people would know me at is recording so they would come like, you know, clever thump drop verse or let me, I want to come uh, rap with you and stuff like that. So I would have like in, in my studio more freestyle sessions and things like that versus like going outside and uh, trying to gather people to, to rock with me. But online people started really getting respect. Like I started doing like SoundCloud and I got really a, a, a pretty, you know, a lot of people that started uh, kicking it with me and listening to me. Okay. So I, I hear... I know people who, you know, uh, decided to be like a musical artist and they tell me about their struggles when it comes to, you know, trying to get their name out there and stuff like that. What were what some of the hardships you uh, you faced so far? Um, well, ultimately, uh, first women, you know, uh, haven't had the chance to really get out there um, in the Nicki Minaj era. She was pretty much the one that's reigning. Uh, over top you know there's a there's a difference between independent mainstream and underground you know so as you know being an underground artist it is most of the time once you're there it's pretty much you're like either stuck there you know what I mean if you don't have a big uh, budget or somebody willing to invest in you so for me I when I listen to when I listen to myself I could see myself crossing over, but it's like, I don't really want to get in the mainstream. I want to be able to be independent and control exactly what I'm doing. If that makes sense to you. Most definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a mainstream person myself. You know what I'm saying? Like my show started from, you know, an idea that I had years ago about, you know, interviewing people and having real conversations like, I don't, I don't want to be that person that's, you know, giving you no scripted content or nothing like that. That's not me. I'm, I'm authentic to, to the, the degree that I, I can only be me and nobody else, you know, and everyone needs to realize that, like, stop emulating what you see because you're supposed to believe none of what you see and half of what you hear. A lot of people don't pick up on that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like also going into more depth, like some of the struggles, just being a woman in the industry, the next thing is just not trying to over-sexualize myself because once you're in that sexualized box, it's like, that's it for you because they're going to always expect that kind of route. So it's like, how do I, you know, and then you got like your Rhapsodies that come out, your Queen Latifah, you know, rap people that MC like, people that are highly respected in the music um, industry that didn't have to exactly do all of that in order to get known. So, you know, I try to to basically keep that route where though I don't want people to be looking at me, but listen to what I'm actually saying, which is the message behind the music. So, so my struggle ultimately is just, uh, it was more within self, within letting myself not being able to, you know, transition to what other people want to see, but more just keeping, uh, or like you said, authentic within yourself and who you are. And, you know, the right people and the right audience will eventually come to you. And, and, you know, that's what's been happening for me. Like, the right people have been coming and, and aligning with me on the same frequencies. And, uh, you know, more more struggles that, like, independent artists go through is just that you got to, in order to get to certain places, you just got to pay for everything. You know what I mean? It's nothing wrong with that, but being an independent artist that a lot of the time that come out your own personal budget. You know what I mean? If you ain't making a whole lot of money, then it's harder to cross over and to reach um, the certain audience that you might want to get to or can't get to if you had uh, uh, even a bigger, a little bit, you know, more of a budget. So I would say that that would be the, some of the struggles that I've uh, came through and just learning the industry part of it, not just the, uh, or the business part of it, should I say. Learning, because there's, there's different parts of music. You know, you can sit there and you can rap all you want, but if you don't know how to market and make, and actually get your stuff out there to people, then it doesn't matter. It's just a sitting duck. You feel me? Yeah. I always <laughs> tell people to do your research. Don't just jump out there and think you're going to emulate the next person. Like, don't get me wrong. A lot of people have, you know, started from the bottom and, you know, has done crazy numbers when it comes to views, merchandise, money, marketing, whatever the case may be. But a lot of them, I ain't gonna say a lot of them. Let's say there's there's a bunch of people with those, like you said, big companies backing them up that's pushing that. When you got somebody like yourself who's getting out the mud, you know, you gotta grind for every little thing, every follower, every piece of content that you create. So, you know, go in there with a, a I don't wanna say a battle plan, but you know some type of blueprint on how you're going to market yourself and realize what's for you and what's not. And not everyone does that. Yeah, I definitely, um, I, um, in my work, my regular work outside of music, I had did sales. So I did sales for like 10 years. So, you know, uh, different types of sales in different places. So you like, you're used to hearing like the word no. And because of that, it kind of numbed me, you know, to not to hearing the word no. So I grind even harder than most musicians will because you're like, no, no, no. But you know, eventually somebody gonna say yes. So those are the, the things that I would do. I would come up with my own scripts. I used to do telemarketing too. So I basically use exactly the techniques that telemarketers and people in marketing and sales would do. And I flipped it into like how musicians do verse minus calling them. But I would like send messages, get collect emails, things like that, you know what I mean? That would get, and then I would, you know, send my, my album to um, or my mixtapes to people email directly and try to keep, you know, conversations going with them. Uh, different different techniques and tactics that I just use over the year just to personalize myself with my audience. 
so they can know who I am, whether people see alike or not. It's like behind the scenes, I'm, I, the communication is different. You know what I mean? Like any, I for all my people that that I that I uh, meet, I introduce myself uh, right away. I'm clever thoughts and such and such. You know, and I send them a message with my link and things like that. And you know, I tell them I I support them in exchange because a lot of times you have to create value for people um, in exchange for something. So if you want a like, you got to go back and you got to like this stuff. You got to be able to give that same exchange. And oftentimes if you, like me, I work by myself the majority of the time and I do outsource, um, you know, for help occasionally, but, you know, for the most part, I I, I do it one-on-one because I want to know who is out there and I want to know these real people that's touching base with me. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. So you self-talk basically on everything that you're doing and not everyone uh, has the resilience for that. And that's, what's going to separate you from everybody else in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes some, it takes uh, a little bit of understanding of how, cause I mean, all of, all this, all of, anything that we're doing when it comes down to exchanging something, whether it be a product and merch, or be an album, uh, a physical hard copy. It could be a beanie on top of our head. It could be a flower. It could be anything. You have to be able to give something in exchange. You know, you want that. You want money for the product. So it's just finding that right thing that people and the right people that are interested in it. So you know, I've I've, I've learned a little bit, a couple of techniques, and that's why I chose the route that I chose. I didn't choose to just be like releasing music only, but I chose to work with people in order to build the quality of their music better or to to deliver dope verses or features with them. And that's where I've been kind of like capitalizing and, and, and helping to grow Clever Thoughts over the you know past year because I, I in exchange for dope features and or me helping the artists to, to elevate their song, I've been able to help push myself more. You know what I mean? You got to invest in yourself ultimately. You're absolutely right. So... 2020 was crazy how did uh how did it affect you good and bad i mean to be honest um i would say that it didn't affect me as much because i already work for myself so you know i'm working from home already so the i'm gonna be honest my business didn't stop it kept going and um i think more people were sitting down and had the opportunity to do things like music like if they were working full time, most people wouldn't have the chance because they, uh, you know, might be a producer or a songwriter and they got a song they want to, they, they wrote and they need someone like me to, to, to put it out there. Some people might not have had that chance to do it if they at work. So I think 2020 has sat a lot of people down and it gave artists like me a chance because I'm not a performing artist. People that are in a performing art, um, you know, performing, they have got hit bad because they, uh, that's where the bread and butter of, of their bulk of their income is at, you know, but for me personally, being home, I'm a mom too, so I got a, I got a, a three-year-old, and uh, I would say that didn't hit me bad, but it, it gave me realization, I can't trust everybody right now while this is going on, I gotta, you know, keep my family close, mm-hmm. you know, and keep, and, you know, keep a safe distance between certain people, so I don't uh, affect my family, and, um, you know, I think that would be the most and maybe not being able to be around family as much as I would have liked. Like, cause you know, that thing like in New York in the beginning of the year was off and my mom, my whole entire family is from New York. So not being able to really go out there, um, that kind of affected it a bit too. 
Um, I mean, for real, it, other than that, just not being able to be around people uh, that you really care about is probably the only thing that really hit me hard in 2020. Okay. So what's uh, some of the things you miss that aren't available now? Um, I want to, I'm not gonna lie. I just like going out to, to the bars and having a, having a drink, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Having a drink, listening to some music. Um, you know, optionally, if I wanted to go perform, it's like, it's not even a, a option really, unless we could do it virtually now, but you know, that, that would be one of the most, most things I will, I'll miss. It's going just the freedom to go out without no mask on your face. You know, I, I don't, I ain't saying that's the worst, but it's, it's not the best neither. Yeah, any type of restriction from normalcy will always, you know, make you feel like you've been burdened or chained down. And uh, a lot of, I don't want to say freedom people, but a lot of people who's used to a certain lifestyle and having the ability to do whatever they want don't understand that, hey, this is the, the cost that it takes to, you know, be healthy and stay alive. So, you know, stop complaining to get with the program. Otherwise, you know, this shit is going to continue. And people don't understand that. They're so arrogant and pigheaded when it comes to, you know, their ego. It's messing it up for everybody else. Like, I want to go to the movies. Like, I, I like the, the the feeling of being in a theater, seeing something new for the first time. I like going to either the first show or the last show. So it's not that many people and I can enjoy the shit. Yeah, I agree. I, I, um, I, that's me and my daughter. Little thing we used to do together is go to the movies, just like randomly we would go. Um, and I feel like for her, she's three. I when we were three, we wasn't going through this. So you know, it's it's very different because now she's so conscious. Before she go outside, I got I, I need my mask. I need my hand sanitizer. And it's like it's a good thing that she is conscious of doing it, but it just kind of make me think what kind of phobias or trauma will all of the stuff leave behind for our kids and um, the next generation and how they have to live now moving forward if it, you know anything ever, ever change or go back okay so since you work from home anyway was it any type of uh, thing that you added to you know better like the quality of like your uh your work or when it comes to music or anything or like your visuals you know via online or anything like that i mean just the not not really too much i just keep it real simple to be honest i mean i keep my little background I make sure i support a lot of black businesses i'd hang up some shirts you know from black businesses that i uh that i work with so uh you know in my background like i got landover t uh landover t over here with the the scarf and you know i got uh, one of my home girls she got a uh, unique and lovely llc um she does uh you're gonna see this color she got a lot of uh a lot of dope uh, clothes so i just try to make sure my surroundings i just at least put up a couple of black owned uh businesses and uh just just do my part in that area but uh other than that you know well, I'm going to have to get you to send me those links because I would love to support them. And also, I would love to have them on the show because um, I'm all about, you know, promoting people who have their own venture product skill or whatever the case may be. You know, um, I want to hear their story and I want to hear, you know, uh, what type of advice they can give other people who who didn't take advantage of the the quarantine period to, you know, do something like you said that you've been putting off for years or months or whatever the case may be like 
you know, I know people who have wasted so much money and time on trying to impress somebody else instead of, you know, building your own self up because I took that opportunity and I put something that I've been dreaming about for years into fruition. And now I got clever thoughts on my show. You know what I'm saying? And I want to, I want to give somebody the opportunity to also do that, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think that's what people have to realize is going to get us through these next few years is the networking aspect of things and building what I would call a collective consciousness to reach common goals. And um, that ultimately, that's what I've been doing over the past like year is working with people around the world because I want to, I'm building a network. So it's like when people feature with me, it's just not we're doing a rap feature together. It's a promotional aspect. It's a working together. It's creating. If I share your stuff, you, they're sharing my stuff, and we're all working together. They see somebody that's working with me that's a producer, and they're a songwriter, and they need a beat. I'm connecting the producer, and the producer is getting paid. And you know, or they need a, a another type of artist or a singer, and I'm connecting them with the singer. So it's about building a network of of like minds. That's <clears throat> at least that's my idea where the future should be at. Yeah, not everyone sees it that way. Um, I, I had a friend of mine's on the show last week, and she's a beautician, and she's been in the game for I want to say it was seventeen years now probably a little longer than that. And she was telling me about uh, her her problem in her history with, uh, you know, of a stylist and everything and how they have that crab in the barrel mentality. And I think that that kind of falls into a lot of professions, especially in this area. You know, I, I had a couple of comedians on their show and they would tell me that, you know, when it comes to artists from the DMV, they got to leave the DMV to break because not everyone knows how to, you know, push the person who, you know, who could blow next, you know, it's all about me, me, me. And it should never be like that. It's like, if you have skill A through C and this person has the rest of it, Hey, get to where they at, but push them so they can open the door for you to move on. Not everyone sees it that way. So this, uh, and I'm gonna be honest, and this is just a just a real um, thought and competitive and competitiveness, and let's put it like this: in a competitive nature, nature versus whatever. When you have a fish, and there's one female fish, and there's two male fish, the male fish they both either one can go and share and knock the one, or the other one can knock it up. They're gonna probably fight to the death to get to that female, and only one is gonna probably make it. That's just the mentality is nice built into a, our, nat- our natural instincts. However, I think that as a cultural aspect, like you said, it is going to need people, somebody would need to understand and sit down, but at the expense of who? Because you that means you're putting everything on the weight and the shoulders of somebody that potentially can say within, when they almost pop, I don't want to do this no more. You know what I mean? What would you do after you say it, after you, you done pop somebody through? And then they, they leave and they leave you behind. You know what I mean? I, I would say that we gotta not we gotta not push each other down, but then we but then again we have to learn how to level each other up. If I'm having an event where I'm performing at and they need dope performers, hey, hey, we got we got we gonna we can all do a, a whole entire show. Let's go tour, let's get a DMV tour started. You know what I mean? With all our best artists. Everybody doesn't it doesn't 
always necessarily have to be one at the top. It could be multiple people. You know what I mean? But it's just that if everybody put five grand up, we can go tour. You know what I mean? A tour of five cities or five whatever in the country. It's, the, it's about building like a plan so people can get to where they need to be. But we're too dependent upon the system that's already in infrastructure. And it's not meant for us to get anywhere. So in other, instead of depending on those systems, you have to build your own. And it's the truth. Got to build your own and introduce yourself to the world. And then the world will pick who it should be at the top. Uh, to, quote, <laughs> to quote the movie, Fill the Dreams, if you build it, they will come. So that's the that's the thing. When when you when you see record labels, all record labels do is they find a bunch of dope talent that people rock with and they push them and they put them on tour. If DMV feel like these are the top artists in the DMV, then this should be whoever is the most person that has the capital or investment and in, in, in knowledgeable with their music. They should take those 10 artists or five artists, whoever, how many, and put them out and just say, hey, y'all go and perform and get this money back once the world open back up, that is. You know what I mean? But it takes it takes somebody to not, it doesn't necessarily mean that one person got to pop through and get to the mainstream because what does the mainstream really have to offer other than the bank loan. You know what I mean? Because that's what the that's what labels do that is a is a loan ultimately, at least in my my understanding of the situation. So well if it's me and I'm an artist and I'm going for that um you know I want to you know ramp up and get to that tour part of it you know what I'm saying and spread my word I'm gonna also try to figure out a way to pivot from in case like another pandemic happens you know what i'm saying so how can i sell myself virtually or social media wise in a way that won't be affected by a physical uh building being shut down or physical restrictions from making things possible you know what i'm saying so do i have a studio space to perform live shows can I find a place where I can do a social distance? So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the research to make this happen? That's what, that's a lot of right. things that people don't understand. So, you know, back to your analogy about the fish, if I'm in that situation and I'm just saying me, I know that I'm not stuck in a small bowl. I'm going to go find me another fish. That's, that's the way to do it. But in it, and the aspect, a lot of times, if we look at our bowl, our bowl is the DMV. And 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 you were saying that a lot of people have the crab in the barrel mentality because I just feel like they, when we're on the same, say if I am a rapper, you're a rapper. Mm -hmm. Two rappers, we have, we're in competition. We're not the same. We're not going to be able to align and push one another if we have the same common goal. You feel what I'm saying? But if I'm a rapper and you're a uh, promoter, then that's where we can align and push one another as a rapper and a promoter or if I'm a rapper and, a, and I need a stylist to keep me looking fly. So it's like if you have, it's the everybody has to have more than one skill or trade in order to help each other elevate. You feel what I'm saying? Because somebody is, everybody has to eat and that's what people can't, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You got to have multiple uh, things that you're doing at one time. This is why I chose to like uh, songwriting and, and the features and engineering and mixing and mastering. Uh, I got my degree in IT. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm networking with different people. So you have to be able to 
get a lot of skill sets together, marketing, sales, promotions, uh, and just and just be able to use those. So when the rapper part of you is in a competition with another rapper, you're like, hey, yeah, I can rap, but hey, I can also hook you up with this dope producer. Or I, and then you know you find a finder's fee. You got to charge your services just like anybody else. So you know, I, I know this is is a long reach, but it, it's what the world is really capable of. There's a lot of places where you can make money in in the middle spaces as the middleman. A woman, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like to open yourself up. No different than you as a as a person that's doing a podcast. A lot of people they charge to be the middleman, like radio and different places. They charge uh, artists to be able to get on their platform or spend their music. It's no different. But a lot of artists they they want to be victimized. You can't be victimized. You got to pick up additional skill sets and um and additional value that other people can see. And when you're not being that rapper and you're in the instance where like a, a, another rapper and a rapper, instead of being a crab in the barrel, you realize, damn, I got a lot of these skills that I can help elevate this artist by, I can do her hair, I can get $50. And that $50 I can now use to help push myself and while you're helping this other artist at the same time. So it don't got to be a crab. It just got to be people got to learn how to work together. <laughs> yeah, you can't be a one trick pony. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what we find a lot of people got to get away from that. That's where it is at right there. I hate to say it, but that's what it is. Well, yes and no, because I'll say this. So if I'm real strong at strong at songwriting and I can't perform, okay, I know that. Now I can open up a, a, a school and I can teach people songwriting because this is my skill. So now I'm putting my skill to the best because I know I'm not strong at that. You know what I'm saying? So I'll make a pivot because not everyone can, let's say you a real dope uh, rapper, but you got stage fright to the point that you see five people sitting at a table, you pass out, you know what I'm saying? So you got to figure out a way to pivot. So, all right. I got to be on my uh, my her shit. I got to perform behind a, a shade of, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Gotcha. You know? So yeah. you got you to gotta stick to your strong suits, but not only that, you got to get out of your own head and get out of your own way because, you know, your ego is blocking you from uh, building something strong because you, you want some me, me, me shit when it could be we getting this together, you know what I'm saying? And not only now your, your we that you, you know, or your me that you've been trying to get there is now in a position where you can make that happen. And not only that, you can bring somebody with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you can work with somebody for the first time. They'll, they'll give you ideas, a light bulb will click in your head. And now you're doing things a whole different way and a lot easier and a lot better. So now you in a position where you're not stressed over trying to get somewhere. You're there. Not only are you there, but you 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 feel better, and it doesn't feel like it's stressing you or nothing like that. So now I'm happy. I'm I'm there. You know what I'm saying? So get out your own way, basically. Yeah, I mean, I agree. A lot of the, a lot of the artists they do happen to be within their own heads, and I think that if they just have guidance, because I think that mentorship is another another good thing that will help other artists to grow is just having mentors or people who have been there in whatever section that they're weak at. 
so they can find people that are strong there and then just find out how they did it and learn from it because everything takes practice and that's what that's what also separates people who are professional from people who just have a dream you know they continuously beat at their craft over and over until they have it down packed 100 percent you know what I mean? And, but, you know, the, the problem, what I, that's what I was saying with building with different skills is just like you said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I might be good at that, but if the world shuts down, I have to be go, good at multiple things because if I need to ever make money just to survive, I got to be able to know how to do, do several different things if that, if that is cut off at me for the time. And that is where my mind has been for a long time of just building around what a musician or a music artist is and trying to understand at least a little bit of each of the skill sets. So therefore it helped me save monetarily, you know, when it's time to, uh, time to do something, I don't have to spend as much money as the average artist because I know how to do it. You know what I mean? Other than having to outsource or depend on somebody else. Yeah. I, I, all I can say is I agree. I, I can't even rebuttal anything you just said. I mean, at this point, it's like the writing's on the wall when it comes to that. So um, uh, let me ask you this. So when did you start uh, battling? Um, just this I, last couple of months. Okay. <laughs> I, I signed up to uh, this, this uh, radio, uh, Trent City Radio, and um, the, the, the guy that owns it there, he asked me to... I guess he found some of my music. He was like, oh, just, he was like, why don't you come? I, I sent some music into his station and he was like, why don't you come, uh, you know, rap? I was like, okay, I'm going to just give it a shot. So I ended up winning their season two um, uh, battle rap thingy. And uh, it was cool. I, and I tried to get through three, but I did. It was a dope lyricist dude. Um, he, he actually ended up taking me out. But, uh, you know, I, I think there was a good learning experience overall because I, um, I definitely, built some confidence in the area you know so it, it didn't take nothing away it was a good it was a good learning a learning experience okay so you see yourself doing uh, some more battles in the future it's not my thing it's not my thing 100 percent. but if i had to do it i wouldn't shy away from it i would i would do it but I, it's not something i'm i don't i don't want to get caught into that uh and labeled specifically for that but i wanted to say i touched on it if that makes sense okay. i just wanted to touch on it yeah, you you scratched that itch, and it was like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and do it, and whatever happens, happens. And now that this, now that you did it, you know what I'm saying, you got something, you got more from it from, than what they got from you, basically. Yeah, I got, I did it. So it's like you don't want to. I, I think that some people get stuck in that realm and make a profession of it, and you really, in order, battle rap is a whole different skill set. It's not, uh, it's not like lyricism per se. Battle rapping is totally different in their word structure, their word schemes, how they uh, how they deliver, and it's very complicated. And how they uh, how they do it is 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 really interesting to me. I think battle rappers are truly underrated, and but they're very entertaining to watch. So you know, I think I would have a lot to learn if I ever wanted to continue in that field um, to <clears throat> and doing it. But I enjoyed it though while I was while I did do it. That's what's up. So. What do you have planned for 2021 that people should look out for? Um, well, I because I just put it like this, I'm working with a lot of people that are in great places right now. And mm -hmm. I'm um I would say I could say I'm three albums 
three albums I have in fruition. One with the band in the UK. Um, they're putting we putting together an album for scratch. Um, one with Push Audio, and I have my own personal album, which is pretty much almost done. I have I had one for 2020, but I held off on that because I did so many features. So I just wanted to kind of keep that consistent. And now 2021, I got my own music that's that'll be dropping and some music videos too. Okay. So, yeah, so, music and just continuing to market and promote um like like we're doing today like different podcast shows um and just continuing uh, mentorships uh i did my first mentorship with the uh, dance institute of washington for um one of the <clears throat> young up up and coming um fem c's he's a 10 he goes by fly zaya so i, I actually mentored her and uh, if that was something I see myself doing in the future, definitely being a mentor to to the next generation and just passing down the skill set and uh, helping where where I can with songwriting or um, you know just guidance on how to do deli- how delivery is things like that you know. True MC, you know. So uh, when when you do drop your album, please let me know so I can promote it, and I'm gonna check For it sure. out. I appreciate that. Yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm all about you know promoting people who are out here doing their thing, and obviously I'm gonna have to hit you up on some uh, on some technical advice because you said a couple of things that sparked my interest. So you know we're gonna need to rap about that too. For sure, for sure. I, I I've been doing this a little while, but you know when you find little tricks and techniques that could work. Um, and definitely just finding your target audience and trying to put together, keep a clean package uh, for artists, for us artists, that is what is helping to get other people to see you. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. Um, my next thing that I want to do and I want to work on between the next couple of years is just building an app specifically geared for musicians to get paid and teaching them step by step. But because the the industry is changing so rapidly and stuff like that. We have to start thinking a little bit ahead because AI is taking over artificial intelligence and things like that. So uh, speaking on that, I do have uh, people I'm working with in that realm, like virtual reality and stuff like that. So I have, uh, that's 2021 for Clever Thoughts too. I, you know, I didn't want to say say too much, but yes, that is, that's, that's where I'm also headed in that direction too. Okay, I see you over there slowly but surely trying to uh, uh, get that, uh, I don't want to say fortune ready, but, you know, step the game up monetarily anyway. Yeah, definitely. Working, it's a work in progress. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I always tell people get in on the ground floor because you never know. That's why I'm, I'm also big on you know, doing my research on the next thing that's going to blow. Like back in February, um, I actually invested in Zoom. I didn't invest much because uh, I heard that, you know what I'm saying, the numbers are growing. But if I did back then as, as much as I am now, you know, I, I would be in a much better position than I am. I probably wouldn't be working a nine to five, but hey, I got to pay the bills and you know, I'm gonna make it happen. You know, I got this clothing line I just started, and my goal is to get Land Over Legend. What's the name of it? Simple and Plain. Simple and Plain. Okay. Yeah. Keep me in touch with that so I can make sure to support as well. I got you. I'm uh I'm working on um the photo shoot for the merch drop and the commercial for the next couple months. So 
once I got everything lined up and Kristen pristine, I'm gonna put it out there. For sure, for sure. Let me know if you need any any help over here. I got you. That's a bet. That's a bet. So let me ask you this question. In the battle of lyricism, who you got? Andre three thousand or Jadakus? In a battle of lyricism. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I ain't, I haven't heard Andre three thousand rap uh, recently, but I've heard Jada Kiss rap. He's still sharp with it. So I've heard him recently. You know, more recent than Andre. I I don't I don't know. That's a tough one right there, man. Uh, something then what? Something tells me to still go with Jada because he has he has a certain structure and a rhyme scheme that is familiar. And um and he knows how to hit those specific punch lines. Uh, Andre three thousand he has a uh, rhyme schemes and the rhyme pattern is very intricate. Um, that is complex. Should I say he has complex rhyme multisyllabic um, rhyme schemes. So in that case, I could go with Andre, but I think Jada is if I do I I would listen to Jada Kiss more and memorize his words more. Okay, me personally. I'm going to go with three strikes because um, he's an animal and he got me hooked at, shoot, I want to say eight years old, back when AT yeah. Aliens dropped. He a beast. He's, he's a beast. I'm not going to lie. Very different and very unique. That's why I said he's like multi-syllabic and complex rhyme schemes. And um, when you listen to him, you definitely got to be on your top. You got you to gotta be listening in. But I, I chose Jada only because the fact that he I can remember his stuff. So it's like when I'm when I'm listening to him, but he got dope punchlines. If you don't catch it, it'll go over your head. So I just be like, okay. So he got that, like yeah, that matter of fact kind of kind of confidence. So no New York bias. No, I like both artists, but you made me choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like both. Spotty Yachty, dope delicious. Come on now, we 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 gotta. You can't be doing that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> all, all I did was ask a question. Yeah, I rock with both though. They both are phenomenal artists. Okay, so let's say you're putting an album together, and who would you rather have as a feature, Big Pun or Pimp C? Ah, uh, that's a good one. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I would go with Pimp C. Okay. The reason why I would go with Pimp C is because I listened to UGK growing up. That's all I listened to. Now, Big Pun, I listened to Big Pun, but I'm not going to lie, UGK, I was bumping them my entire youth. So I would have to go with Pimp C because he got the, he got the uh, best swag. When you do music too, it's not only about lyricism, but it's also about having that, that, that tonality and that, that confidence and the, the catchy hooks that people want to hear and they got them, you know, and mem- that people are going to remember forever. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Pimp C definitely had that. When he, when he got out of jail, that shit was just like, it was like, boom. Yeah. Back on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was still making music in jail, but the, the blow up of international players and that last uh, UGK album was just like, damn, take me back to 98 real quick. You know, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I feel. I can't speak for everybody else. I still can listen to UGK to this day. I might just play them right after I finish. finish. <laughs> 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 I 
another another big person for me was uh growing up with Scarface or and Pro, like Project Pack Three Six Mafia. Uh, I I grew up listening to like Gangsta Boo. Like a lot of people favor like artists and stuff. Be like you know they be like yeah Little Cam and and uh, Foxy Brown. I'm like yeah I like them too. But I but the person I probably listened to more than that was probably Gangsta Boo, even though she only made a couple of albums. I was still rocking the same one. Like but it's because of the of the beats and the, the way that the catchiness and I was like when I'm listening to it it's just so freaking catchy you know what I mean it make you it draw you in but the other artists as well is just in a different way I think I just connected for some reason I don't know I think a lot of people don't know because three six mafia was so dope like you could say what you want about them as far as you looking at them for the first time and assuming something but their albums uh-huh. Like, oh my goodness, like uh Miss It on Play. Uh, uh, all of them jumps. <laughs> yeah, we uh what, what was the jump? Uh I, I can't like, think of the uh hit that it, it HBP album. Um When the Smoke Clears, uh Murder She Spoke, Getty uh-huh. Green, uh all the DJ uh Both World 69. Exactly. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was my shit Mr. back Don't then. Play. Uh-huh. And you know what I want? Um, I I I wouldn't mind like a uh, like a, a a versus battle with uh I don't want to say well I, actually the versus battle I'm waiting on is Cash Money versus No Limit the early edition. They ain't gonna do that. Yeah. You no, know, they ain't gonna ever happen. Uh, on, only reason I know that wouldn't happen is because Master P, his mind state, he was like he already said it. He was like, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go against who was like the best hustler. He was like, let's go product against product. Let's go. I want to go against Jordan. You know, he like that kind of mindset. He like, I want to go shoot against. And I don't, I don't knock P for that. You know, um, his his mind was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time, and and I think, I think even now people are not understanding the the business uh, mind state behind him. But I can see that he's still on top of his hustle. He's still on top. I, I done ate his chips all the time. Every time I go into a store in Palmer Park, I go pick up a bag of, of the little Romeo uh, chips. <laughs> I go get them anyway. Yeah, they, they were better than I thought. I, I assumed otherwise, but, you know, I mean, once I seen them in Walmart, I was like, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to respect the hustle where the hustle do. I don't, I don't see some of these artists, they don't have that same drive. They had it somewhat, but I don't see it like in front, in front of me in our neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Some of their stuff is out of reach. So, so unless uh, it's in a liquor store, that is, unless it's in a liquor store. So, <laughs> so what do you think about Don Tripp? You said who? Don Tripp. Uh, and where's he from? Memphis. I don't think I listened to him enough to see. And oh. I'm you gonna have to put me on him and so I can get so I can get on to him and stuff. I got you. Uh I think he's one of the uh a underground person who's not getting the justice he deserved almost uh like big crit was before he kind of took off a few years ago he yeah that's who of, that's who had i have up here big crit hat oh yeah right, that's his hat right there i went to his concert with him and rhapsody so i, okay. I bought his i bought uh his merch as well so yeah i rock okay. with big Crit. yeah i saw him at the howard theater about four four or five years ago and <laughs> Right before yeah. Corona, like a couple years ago, like a year and a half ago, right before everything started hitting. Okay, yeah, man, but you know that dude, 
he make beats, he raps, he produce, he's singing, you know what I'm saying? He he's a uh Mississippi version of Kanye West, some might say, but he's he's a reincarnated pimp pimp C for others, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. that, that man flow is mean too, and a lot of people don't they don't they don't know like all his I'll say the first five albums I heard of his mixtapes included, all dope all fire and yeah, you can just let, me, let him let me hear that. i gotta hear that yeah put yeah. me on that put me on this music yeah most definitely so all right i got one more question for you then i'm gonna let you go all right so who would you rather open up for erica badu or beyonce mm, that's a good one i would not want to open up for beyonce <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't get me wrong. I love Beyonce, but I couldn't do it because she's a tough actor. Like nobody's gonna wanna uh like they're like get the fuck out of here. Like the beehive is too strong, you know what I mean? Um I think that um Badu is with her crowd will probably be more receptive to new people, you know what I mean? As far as like um, especially if I came out with with her song clever she's clever and then like having like a little remix back there and then my dude like back there singing that man that'd be such a vibe wouldn't it i'd be like i definitely would be vibing with that so i mean i would i would do badu because she's yeah she's dope and um much respected but beyonce i think she's um phenomenal as well she's yeah yeah her following is kind of i don't want to say kind of it's definitely cult like and they will they just sit there and go 23 hours a day with Beyonce on their mind and the other hour they probably sleeping or something. But Damn. I just that's it's it's crazy, but it's real at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I don't think I'm ready. I think I need to be like I feel like Badu would like light up a blunt and just be like chilling and cool. I need like relaxed. I need to be in a calm mindset because I feel like if I go out with Beyonce, I feel like I have to synchronize dance or something like that. And that's just not where it would be for me. You know what I mean? I feel I feel too much pressure. I mean, you never but know. Neither, but neither here nor there. I open up for anybody that that want to have me. Let's get it. <laughs> hey, you know what? When I when I uh, start introducing these pop up shows, I'll definitely have you come through. For sure, for sure. Man, so man, this has been dope. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down with me and have this conversation. Um, I like uh, the information you was putting out there, and I, I hope that it's it's recepted uh, uh, by everyone who listened to it. Because honestly, not everyone you know thinks two steps ahead or five steps ahead like they should. They only worrying about the next day, and that's not what you need to succeed in life, in my opinion. My my thing is, um, I set a goal for myself every week, and a list every month that I got to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Like right now I'm planning for December and it's January, you know? Uh And that's, and that's the way I like, it's certain things I have to accomplish when it comes to my show, when it comes to any type of business venture that I'm doing from now on, because my goal is to become independent and work for myself. I'm tired of, you know, making someone else rich. You know, I want to, set my own hours i want to be able to take a month off if i decided to i mean of course i'm gonna have somebody running the shop but me personally i won't have to come in you feel me yeah i'm i'm gonna tell you that all i can say is just keep going you know uh people are going to catch on as long as you keep going and i think that is like a lot of times i could have gave up 
with my music, but I just stayed consistent. And because my consistency and I kept going, I'm able to do what I'm doing now from home and just strictly only do this. And um, I don't know how long it'll go and then how long it'll be, but I'm thankful these that I get. And um, anytime I ever have an opportunity to help others, I make sure I continue to do that because people remember you, if anything, for that. You know what I mean? When you feed other people, that's that's on a boss type level. And that's where I want to go and not boss to be above, but to be to be synchronized with we're building each other collectively in the direction that each of us want to go. Because I feel like that's that is the ultimate goal, like I said, for 20 to moving forward in 2021 and on, we got to build networks so we can work with each other to build each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's, right. that's what I got to say. And that's Club of Thoughts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. So uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you at? Sure. You can, you can reach me um, at C-L-E-V-A underscore thoughts, uh, T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Um, on all platforms, that be Twitter, IG. Um, you can find Clever Thoughts on Facebook, on Spotify, Apple Music, um, all streaming platforms. And and even if you Google me, you'll be able to find a lot of content. And uh, you can reach me directly. Send me a DM if you want to work or you got some questions. And we can, you know, let's talk. Most definitely. Um, everyone, please make sure you hit her up if you have any question when it comes to music of biz uh apparently she's going to be the one that uh give you that little notch she's going to give you that punch up that you need to elevate your sound and elevate your music and get you to the next level and at the same time she's going to help you with marketing and apparently you got a little it going on so you might be able to fix their their technical side too so no, i'm not i'm not doing that just yet i got you i got you when i um when i'm ready for that but right now I, i'm focused on this music 100 percent. but when i do I, I actually graduated with uh web development so it's more like um building apps web pages and things like that um that's that's more like what the specialty would be well there you go mm -hmm. clever thoughts ladies and gentlemen uh this has been a dope interview i am your host the land of a legend aka big t and this has been another installment of the i can't make this a podcast i can't with a k make this a podcast you can find me everywhere podcasts are available you can also find me on facebook instagram youtube and twitter i can't make this a podcast so don't forget to follow like share and subscribe um i read all comments i appreciate honesty and if you just being an asshole i will definitely invite you to the block party don't forget to follow clever thoughts on all streaming platforms because obviously she's going to be the next one up when it comes to making things happen in my opinion so until next time take care <laughs>